when I started to notice this pattern, one of the things I I started to look at is, okay, well, when we're in this frequency of shaming, guilting ourselves, feeling bad in any way, shape, or form, on a vibrational frequency level, shame and guilt are the two lowest forms of vibrational frequency. Welcome to Satori Prime's Have It All podcast, where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff. A podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now, fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never, ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right. So again, I'd love to start with just an amazing acknowledgement that someone wrote to us on iTunes and this person named Funk Yeah, which is an awesome name, wrote uh, with the headline, My Aha Moment. By the way, for all of you listening, I will be reading these uh, starting every single podcast going forward. So if you'd like to receive a free, amazing gift, just make sure you go to iTunes, leave us a review. And when I read yours, just go and email me at elon at satoriprime.com and I will personally send you a wonderful gift. So Funkia writes, I cannot get enough of this podcast. Elon and Guy have ignited a spiritual awakening and realization exploration of self that I've been craving for so long. It's not just about inspiration. This podcast is a tool to better understand yourself and your role and others' roles within the universe. I've experienced a positive shift in my communication, relationships, professional advancements, and even parenting. I often find myself screaming, yes, 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 while listening. Thank you. And thank you, Funk Yeah. Reach out to me, Elon at SatoriPrime.com, and I will send you a wonderful gift. All right, and now let's get to the new show. We're going to jump in here and just have a conversation about goal setting. I mean, it's really profound. We were just talking to a bunch of our coaches the other day, and I was saying how absolutely wild it was that we are actually going into 2020. Because when uh, Guy and I first started our personal development journey back in 2003, the company that we were uh, that we had our start with had this like mission statement. Like, this is what we're going to do by the year 2020. And I remember, granted, I was 21, Guy was 19. And at that time, I think everything seems like ancient, far away. Just, I remember a, doing, just a young pup back then. Just a young pup back then. I actually remember thinking like, wow, 2020, I'm going to be 39 years old that year. And it was just so far away that, um, and here we are. We're, we're about to start the, the 20s. I wonder what we're going to call it. Didn't we call it the Roaring Twenties a hundred years ago? We did. You know my whole thing, right? That for twenty years we haven't had like a decade to call like the twenties or the thirties because yeah, the aughts is stupid. The teens and the, and the teens, the teens. Nobody wants to call it that because everyone's horrified of, of that language. Yeah. And then the twenties, but like in the nineties, there was like all the rage. Like oh, it's the nineties. It was like a very progressive thing to say. Yeah. And we're taking a twenty-year break, a hiatus, if you will. So I'm very excited to call everything in the twenties. Yeah, me too. So I think you know. 
every year brings on two kind of energies, especially when we're at this time, I think. There's the energy of completion, and there's the energy of creation. And there's interesting things that we can talk about around completion and kind of what happens around that. Uh, and then there's obviously new energies, and now we're going into a new decade, so I think it's kind of like even more interesting. It's like, what are you going to do in this next decade? No, it's not even here. So that's the kind of conversation we wanted to have today. Guy actually read an amazing quote in a book that we're reading and wrote it down yesterday, which uh, springboarded a little bit of what we're going to talk about here today. Bro, is there anything else you want to add into the, the gumbo before we jump in? No, I think this is like our patented uh, goal setting, but don't create goal setting uh, thing that we've been doing for the last three years. And I think it's unique and original because everyone's usually obsessed with writing everything down and getting really rigid and rigorous about their goals. So it's, it's always interesting to have a conversation uh, that just challenges that idea a little bit. Is right and the other is wrong in any way, shape, or form. So I don't want you to listen to this conversation as, well, everything else that I've done must be shit, and like what they're going to share with me is the right one. I don't want you to listen from that place. I'd rather you just listen with an open mind and take on and experientially try the things that we're going to share with, with you, and then make up your own mind. You know, I, I have tried all the writing out. I have tried all the you know list these things and do it in this. I we've done all of it, and so what we're going to share with you right now is where we're at. And I think what has been the most effective for us over the last few years. So I would just add, like, you know, I think what's what's about this is honestly different people operate in different ways. Some people are yeah. kinesthetic, some people uh, feel or sound, some people are very um, good about creating structures. And I think that would lend more towards like leveraging your personal gifts into how goal setting might work best for you. I think it also, even if that is the way that you goal set, and this is historically worked for you or somewhat worked for you, uh, opening up to the other possibilities that other people's constitutions, um, how their systems are set up and stuff like that could potentially actually add like more of a dynamic uh, way for you to look at how you create, how you manifest, how you goal set, how you feel into what you want to do next, things like that, that some people are doing really naturally, but you might not be doing it all. And it's just something you might want to explore going forward. Yeah, that's really good. So you know, one of the things that I always ask people, whether they're working with us as a client or just friends of mine, especially towards the end of the year, I ask them, you know, in like Q4, where are you about producing gold? Are you in overwhelm, anxiety, stress, like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to do the things that I wrote down and all that stuff? Or are you like too pumped, excited? going after it, etc. And I can't speak for everyone, but what I have seen is that generally when we're coming close to the finish line and we're not as far as we thought we should be or wanted to be, for very few people do I know that that lights a fire under their ass and they get really excited. They're not like, more. most people aren't like, all right, let's do this. You know, it's that time. Most people are like, oh, me. Oh shit! Like I suck. I can't believe I, you know, I wrote this down again for the fourth year, and I still haven't accomplished it. I'm, you know, like all of these things. And so, when I started to notice this pattern, one of the things I I started to look at is okay. Well, when we're in this frequency of shaming, 
guilting ourselves, feeling bad in any way, shape, or form, on a vibrational frequency level, shame and guilt are the two lowest forms of vibrational frequency. Like enlightenment is at a thousand, and you can look this up. Uh, I think it was David something. I can, I can figure it out when guys talk about um, If enlightenment, say, is like at that frequency level of a thousand, shame, for example, is 20, right? So, like, it gives you kind of the spectrum. And we know that whatever frequency you're in alignment to, whatever emotional frequency you're at, is what's helping you manifest where you're now moving forward into. So if you're moving forward from this frequency of shame and guilt and woe is me and I suck, then realistically, like, what kind of results are you going to actually produce? So you can write all these amazing things down on the paper, but if you're in, in that frequency, time, isn't that really what you're going to be creating? On the flip side, if you're feeling love, if you're feeling peace, if you're feeling fulfillment, well-being, things like that, then obviously you're going to manifest more and more and more things that are in alignment with that for you. And I would venture to say, whether you're listening to this live or on the podcast, like most of you only produce quality results with an ease and flow when you're feeling good. If you're not feeling good, you're probably not creating those results. So when we looked at that, we're like, okay, well, how do we alter the structure such that we can start to live in more and more of that alignment? Like, the, let, let's just call it feeling good alignment to keep creating those. And for me, one of the biggest shifts, and, and I think Guy does this very similarly, I actually, instead of starting to create these goals of I want to produce this physical thing or I want to have this number in my bank account or this car in my driveway or go on this many vacations, I scrapped all of that to practice having my goals be around feelings and frequency. So, For example, this past year, I played at I want to experience more peace, ease, and flow in my life. Right? Like those are frequencies that I want to embody here, right? Ease, ease, and flow. So then I kind of give, I, I don't have the attachment to, I have to produce this goal by this day or I suck, right? I instead look for where in life am I experiencing more peace? So, for example, I have an interaction with my wife. And then that interaction goes differently than it has in the past. And I notice that in this interaction, I experience more peace. And that gets me excited because now I know I'm strongly on the path to continue to experience more peace. Now, if I'm excited on the path that I'm on, and I'm excited by, wow, I just got to experience a new level of peace in somewhere where I didn't have that before, now I'm embodying more of that peace. And what I have seen, both for myself and our clients, is that when you do that, the signal you send to the universe is like, hey, this is what I'm really, really wanting. And then the universe figures out new and different ways to bring experiences to you that allow you to experience more peace or ease or love or adventure or abundance without you having your hands constantly on the controls, managing and micromanaging every single day. Uh, so what would you say this year? You have to like do some examples of how that's worked out for you. Uh, how would you present that? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, and, and I think if anyone listens to this for any amount of time, you know, like my two highest priorities 
are being an amazing husband and being an amazing father. Those are like my, my two biggest things. And a lot of the personal development work I do internally here, my biggest barometer is always like, how's my relationship with my wife doing? How's my relationship with my kids doing? Because that's just instant feedback all the time. So kids are really, really uh, a great indicator of, of energetic flow. And I find that when we are in a state of stress, for example, that comes to. So I'll just give you one quick example. At some point during the, towards even the end of the year, we got into this kind of like challenge with our daughter where she was using violence, like she was a kid or a scratch, only Shia, only her brother. You know, she wasn't doing this at school, but like at home, and it would get very, very difficult. And so we tried everything. We tried having a conversation with her, like parents do. We tried reading all these books, like how did you deal with this? We tried to like, like go analyze what was happening in her world. And I have to say that very little of that created any sort of result. Now, I said to you before, like one of the things that I was really after, like working on this year was peace. So now you can imagine that scenario in my house, right? Violence happening in my house, peace out the window. So both externally, right? Like my external feedback from the world is it's not peaceful. In fact, it's, it's crazy and disheartening and you start judging yourself as a parent and what are you doing wrong? You go through all that path. Once we tried all these things, Externally, you know, one of the things we're always sharing is go internal. Like, if what's happening inside, and I realized that peace had fallen out. So, in the circumstance, peace had really fallen out. So, but what I started to do is I started to go internal and notice what are the parts internally inside that I feel bad about. So, things came up like I'm a bad parent. I should know better. The fact that I have done so much personal development, like this is happening with my household. What does this say about me? And all of these things, and those were really the parts where peace had fallen out. Like I wasn't feeling comfortable, right? Like I wasn't at ease in here. And so that's what I went to work on. I just started like systematically going in and just healing the parts. And then we could talk about that, but I don't want really to delve into that too much in this episode. You guys can listen to others or you can join some of our classes and kind of see that work. But that's what I did. And once I brought more peace in here, it's like you're constantly beaming out frequency energy into the world. And so when I walk into my house and I'm discomfort, right, like unease, then my kids are picking up on that. But when I'm aligned, when I'm in that state of ease, then my kids pick up on that as well. And so I kind of took on to become this beacon of peace in my home. And ever since I started to do that work, like, even my wife was like, wow, there's like a palatable, noticeable difference in, in the way that, that uh, our kids have been behaving. Now, they're still kids, right? Like, they still argue and they still fight. They're a year and a half apart and they're different sexes. And like, they're going to do all those things. But instead of going down that path where before I was like, self judgment, trying to take things, trying to take things, uh, care, care of things externally, that inner work and bringing peace back into my system was a huge, huge shift. And I think that's what the world was reflecting as an opportunity for me. It was like, oh, peace has come out. This is your opportunity to bring that light back in and find that next level of peace internally for yourself. So, yeah, that was just one of the examples. For sure, yeah. I think uh, these days for me, what I, I look at check-in is if I'm creating something 
you know, what's the feeling in my body? A lot of people want to create really big goals. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying just check in with yourself. If like where the goal starts is I'm really excited about this. I really want to create this. And then the next thing that happens is just all the overwhelm and the frustration and the, I don't know how to get started and all that stuff. It's like, you're kind of like starting yourself in a behind the cue ball, so to speak. So, you know, really it's about, like Elon said, is main, maintaining a frequency of not just like feeling good, like I'm in joy all the time, more like a feeling good, I'm in alignment with my action. And what that might look like on the opposite side is um, like, like the feeling behind it is I'm doing this because I'm scared. I'm doing this because um, I don't, because yeah, of scarcity, of fear, of loneliness, of trying to uh, recall safety back in. So we have this um, line that we drop all the time. We say, you know, it's really not about the action that you're taking. It's about the quality of the action. So for a lot of people, when they're goal setting, what's really missing behind it is the the quality of the energy behind the action that truly matters. And they're taking a lot of these actions towards their goals, but the the energy behind it, again, is all filled with like scarcity and fear. And what we have found over and over again is that whatever the energy is, ultimately what you're creating will just create more of that energy. So you might move towards your goals, but the goals will just create more support of that scarcity, more of that fear. So it's something that like we really want to tune into is like, okay, where am I right now? You know, when I'm building this, where am I right now when I'm building that? Yeah, so right now, part of like where where our research has been is really looking at like the things that people talk about nonstop, day in and day out, and tell you that these are the things that work for people, but they really don't. So mm. like two so like two things that like came to mind right away is like hard work always pays off. I, I can't say that that's true for you know ninety seven percent of people. Can we look at certain people that have worked really hard and that's paying off? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. But in the long run, like I know plenty of entrepreneurs that put in 16-hour days, work extraordinarily hard, um, but they really don't have the results. They do this for years and they're, they're nonstop frustrated. The second one is like kind of what the secret, the movie, the book brought to the table, which is like visualization. And again, I know plenty of people who are wake up every morning, they journal. I know plenty of people who wake up every morning, they visualize. And like, again, not really generating the results that they're looking for. So a few things that we've kind of been looking at is like, you know, why does visualization work at times? Why does it not work at other times? And what, what are like the circumstances that you want to be in or as close as you can recreate in order to predictably create better results? And a few things that we've kind of like noted over this last year that have seemed to make a little bit of a difference. So uh, I just want to kind of like talk about visualizing uh, in order to move, move towards your goals in a more effortless way. So one of the... Your, your audio cutting out okay uh so why don't you just chop in for a moment let me let me go off my vpn so, so you start saying a few a few things that we have and then i cut it out okay you know what let me let me drop off my vpn it's probably hurting the stream so give me one second we'll, we'll edit it later on okay all right how's that right there is that better better okay cool yeah so, so yeah so a few things with like visualization that um i would point to is number one, if you're you're visualizing and the only thing you're visualizing is the end goal, I would actually give you a little bit of guidance on that is to like dr drop the end goal. Is to really just focus on visualizing the journey and the step towards the end goal, not, not the entire piece. Why? Again, because the end goal might be creating a lot of overwhelm for you. It's like you're thinking about how to create a six-figure business. It's not really flowing through. 
And this, again, it might be crazy, creating even at the subtle levels of your body, uh, element of anxiety or overwhelm or discouragement, confusion, frustration, things like this. And then that's the energy that you're using when you're trying to move towards that end goal, which means that you're going to create, keep creating more of those things, not really moving towards that goal at all. What you want to really focus on is the, the journey towards that end goal. And kind of, if you want to say it this way, like God or the universe kind of flip, fill in the blanks versus you having to picture what that end goal is going to look like. Oftentimes, the mind consolidates things, uh, looks at them way too small, and doesn't actually open its expanse. Oh, again. Sorry, uh-huh. dude. All right. Yeah. So um, just to like recap, what I was saying is, you know, when we're when we're trying to move towards uh, the end goal, some kind of creation that if your visualization is only what the end looks like, a lot of times we don't really know how to get there. So just picturing the end goal all the time, visualizing what it's going to feel like when you have a six-figure business or meet the person of your dreams or have the body of your dreams, really all you're doing is just creating confusion in your body. You're creating frustration for yourself. You feel like you're not there, so there's lack. And then like all that energy is present when you're taking the action towards that end goal. And that's just not the energy that you want present. So the like you know, it's that old cliche, it's not really the destination, it's the journey. So what we really coach on is instead of picturing the end goal, is really visualizing more of the journey. And every single day as you visualize your journey, just filling in a little bit more detail every day, you know, because like you can only kind of see the journey from where you're sitting anyway. So you might not have all the pictures, but maybe tomorrow you're like, you know, visualizing people calling you uh, like clients out of the blue or how something that you're putting out in the world is being received or, you know, a potential partner like walking into uh, a coffee shop and asking you a question or something like that, you know, like little things that would be these little rewards that make you feel good. And again, this translates more to these feel good receptors, getting us more in alignment with what we want and really allowing for, you know, call it God or the universe to kind of like fill in the gaps with what the end game is going to look like. Because the reality is, is that the mind is very narrow it is very good at a few things, but it's really not good at a possibility and expansiveness. So we, by visualizing the end, you might even be narrowing uh, the potentiality of really what's possible instead of just letting it be in grandeur and, you know, kind of like that flow of, of just watching how things unfold and really enjoying it. So that would be the first thing is visualizing the journey, not visualizing the, visualizing the end goal. And then uh, the one thing after that that I would really say is making sure that when you are doing those kind of exercises that you're not uh, you're closing your eyes, you're visualizing, you're not watching yourself do these things. Like you might be in a dream, right? Where you're watching other people do things or like you're watching a movie, but in this movie, you're the main actor. So like you are the person who's sitting in the coffee shop. You are the person that's saying hello to your mate. You are the person sending out the email or producing the product. And you're actually feeling right. Exactly what it feels like to have that moment in time. And then again, if you don't have all the details right now, that's fine. But if it's a, this is something that you take on and do as a, a daily or weekly practice, as you start recreating that process for yourself, just every time you do it, add a little bit more detail, add a little bit more flavor. It's like being an author right, of a book. It's like you might go through your first draft, but then as you continue to write additional drafts, you're going to add more details. You're going to take some stuff out. You're going to continue being in this process of really what does feel good for me. And you might even notice as you're visualizing things, like when you visualize a particular aspect of it, like that doesn't actually feel good. Like that would alarm you or that would scare you or that would make you feel like a lack in some way. And those are the kind of things that you really want to hone in on in order to, um, and I'm sure it's kind of a world conversation, 
is to not just uh, have a mental experience, but also start filling in the, the emotional, the sensational piece of it, which is so much more important, is really creating this harmony between your heart and your mind, actually using the heart and the sensations and the feelings to inform the mind so that you're using the will of the mind to create it, but you're using the intention of the heart to actually source the material. Yeah, I, I want to also drop in here something about that. You were talking about like when you're creating to focus on the journey and not the goal. I would often say that Christine wrote here that you know, if we knew how to get the goal, the end goal, it would already have happened. I fully believe. But a lot of the times, the mind tells us to focus on something that isn't the thing that we should be focusing on. So I know, for example, like, abundance is something that so many people are working on, right? Like, how do I create more abundance? How do I create more money? And, you know, doing it for years, like, creating all these, like, law of attraction rules and things like that uh, for ourselves. And one of the things that really hit me towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, was that I've been focusing on the wrong thing entirely. And so, like, you might be doing all this work, but you're focusing all your energy on the completely wrong thing. So for example, like with abundance, one of the things that became real, I was going to say abundantly clear to me was that it wasn't about creating abundance. What was not in alignment for me was my uh, system wasn't able to receive support and support money is a form of support, right? So like if you're not able to receive support and your system's not wired for support, and guess what? You're going to be limited or hindered in what you can receive from a form of money. So once, like, if I was just locked in, like, this is the number, this is how much I want to do, this is how many clients, right? Like, if I was just locked in on that stuff, I would have just kept going and going and going. I would have never actually went through that investigation of where am I not allowing? And that... The difference is, and this is kind of like, I'd love guy for you to read that, that uh, quote, but this is the difference between masculine doer, right? Like, put my head down, write shit down, and just go after it, and the feminine, which is allowing creative intuition, guidance, things like that, that a lot of people, especially in Western society, just cut off. Like, we don't even have access to it. So, yeah, I'd love for you to read that quote. Yeah, before I do, I think it's just important to just kind of really um, encapsulate what you said, which is like so many of us, what we really want is we want safety and support. We keep trying to define our goals in an effort to create something outside of ourselves in order to change that experience inside of ourselves, right? And that's often what doesn't work. So like, you know, goal, goal setting is all this like outer intention stuff that we want to create, but it oftentimes doesn't really affect the inner intention of the body. There's like a certain, um, again, constitution or the way the energy is flowing or how things feel that is so familiar and just kind of runs on automation because literally your body is shaped and programmed to send energy in that direction. So until we really start shifting those things internally, which again, we're just like pointing at it by saying it feels good, right? But there's like a lot of deeper, subtle things to, to that kind of thing. That's really what we want to look at is like, what's on the inside? What have you been trying to resolve all this time by goal setting and realizing that no matter how many times you've goal set, like even if you've achieved your goals or you haven't, these parts still get hit in your system. They still activate. You still operate from these programs. And that's ultimately what's hindering you. It doesn't matter what goals you create or how you do it. It's, it's not going to resolve this problem. So I want to create this like quick distinction that there's a difference between... Focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. 
So I want to create this distinction between like the the like uh, an intention and will, right? Because those are like two things that people have all these intentions and like the will to carry it out or they have will, but they don't really have intention. Like you have, might have a will to get yourself into financial abundance, but it's really not your intention. Because if you're someone like Elon or even someone like me, you may have realized that ultimately money is not creating the life that you really want and that there are things that you prioritize more like family and connection and, and safety and you know things like that, things that honestly money can't really acquire nonetheless. So if, if that's where your energy is flowing to, and all your goals are based on achievement of money, like there's no alignment there. You don't really even have an intention to create those things. Like, so you really got to check in with yourself and you might want to make a list of like, you know, what are the top five priorities that I actually have? And, you know, are my goals serving those priorities? Because I'm the same way, like service is one of my top priorities. Family is one of my top priorities. Health is one of my top priorities. Money is maybe in the top five, but like hardly, right? So if I create my goals just around money, like, my system doesn't align to this. It doesn't work out. And it's fine if you're a system, that's what, that's where you're going for. No big deal. So um, here's the quote. And it really, again, just uh, clarifies the distinction between will and intention. And then like, how do we track this in the body? So the quote is this. The mind has will, but is not capable of ruling outer intention. The heart, on the other hand, can experience oneness with outer, in, outer intention, but has no will, flying through space like an uncontrolled kite. Achieving unity between heart and mind is enough to bring outer intention under the way of your will. So meaning that really like our body, our heart is what sources the intention. And the mind has the, the will to carry it out. But the mind is not the source of your intentions. It's just kind of like this mechanism that can that can help you achieve. You're breaking up again. Okay, so when are you kind of clarifying that? Just re read it again because the, the end got cut out. Okay. So uh, the quote is, uh, the mind has will, but is not capable of ruling outer intention. The heart, on the other hand, can experience oneness with outer intention, but has no will, flying through space like an uncontrolled kite. Achieving unity between heart and mind is enough to bring outer intention under the way of your will. Yeah, so kind of what we were talking about before, right? Like the feminine and masculine, and a lot of the work that, that Guy and I have been doing recently is connecting these two so a lot of the times people will do mindset work and really really develop the kind of the, the masculine side right like the willpower so i'm going to learn all these ways to just power through things i'm going to learn ways to just make shit happen and when i don't feel empowered i'm going to use these three-step formula to sit and do this and right like we do all that stuff but that's all coming from that doer that masculine willpower energy that's not where you get your intuitive hits that's not where guidance comes from and a lot of the time what we see in the people that we work with is people do this for decades and that's not to say that they don't produce results but it also goes to show that like you're producing results from your ego wants and desires and if you're producing results from your ego wants and desires there are going to be realignment, drastic ones, to bring you back on your path. So, unless you want that to happen, you know, a year, five, ten down the road, then a better way is to actually align these two, to actually use the heart for what it's intended for, which is to create the guidance, the intuition, 
and then use the mind to go and act on that which your heart has most desired and wants for you. And when those things come into a perfect alignment, it actually feels like things happen in your life through magic. Effortless ease and magic. It's like, and, and we've all had this. We've all had moments in lives or periods in lives where things just flow in their being. The perfect people, opportunities, the money shows up, and health and vitality, like all of these, your intuitive guidance system, as well as the doer, the willpower system, that you create that alignment. That you not, not just make your right hand bicep, you know, really, really big and your left one useless, like that you actually find that balance of the two and experiment with that. And to me, that I mean, that's obviously like one of the goals that I have ongoingly, but it's definitely going to be something that I'm going to be working on more and more in this next year and then in this next decade. Isn't it funny how certain things just find us instead of us finding them? I keep hearing these stories from you guys about how you find our podcast. And I have to tell you, it makes me so happy. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this journey together. And I believe that we bump into each other at just the perfect moments in life. You know what I mean? Well, if you feel that way and you're looking for a home to find more amazing seekers just like yourself, you're looking to explore new depths of reality and who you are in this world, you're looking to heal, feel self-expressed, empowered, and full of love, passion, and peace, then come check us out at The Collective. Because you'll laugh, you'll cry, and most of all, you'll grow and expand like never before. You see, Guy and I host two live calls every single month for this amazing community we've called The Collective. And it'll cost you less than a dollar a day. In fact, just $19 per month to be exact. So again, if you love this podcast and are getting massive value just from this, then just imagine for a second what being on a call live with Guy and I every two weeks will do for you in your life. You can come check it out, stay for as little as you want or as long as you like. There are no long-term commitments necessary. Just your commitment to yourself to learn and grow. So if you want to join us at The Collective, just head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and start your journey. So if you want to just simplify like what are like the how-tos of sitting around and like, you know, how do you create what's going on for the next year? Like, how would you describe that? What's going to be your process this year? Yeah, so I'm not, one of the big things on this year, I've been sharing it with everyone here recently, is this ability to just stop. You're unable to hear your intuition. You're unable to hear your heart and guidance when you're running around all the time. So if you're constantly chasing and running from this thing to that thing and this thing to that thing, then you're, you're not able to just sit because uh, there's this great book, Reality Transfer Thing, that we kind of like alluded to here and there, but he calls it uh, listening to the rust, listening to the rustle, rustling of the wind. And it's like this ability to just sit and do nothing. And that's something that I'm kind of leaning towards this year a lot. Uh, this is going to be a big thing for me because as any entrepreneur will tell you, uh, or as any achievement-driven being, which I think most of you listening here are, uh, it is very difficult to sit and do nothing. Because immediately what happens is the mind chimes in, goes, what are we doing? We're wasting time. We need to 
there? Like, why aren't you moving? Why aren't you doing stuff? I feel lazy. And you start beating yourself up. And it's in these moments that your greatest insights and your greatest downloads or, or intuitive hits come. So whether it's, you know, in a moment of anger and frustration that, that I would let out on my wife or my kids, my practice this year is to actually stop and do nothing, to really like just allow myself that space for taking action on anything. This has been historically true for me over the last few years. It's just stop and don't take action. Just like sit there and tune in. Is this the right thing for me? Does this thing right now, this next incremental step in my journey, does this make me feel good? Because what I'm most seeking in my life is to feel, like I said, I want to feel peace. I want to feel well-being. And I know that when I'm running around chasing things because the ego is telling me that you got to go there and you got to be better than this person. And last year you did this. So this year you got to be better than that. Like I know if I'm playing that game, it's a loot, like it's a losing long-term game for me. So that's, that's really what, what I'm going to be focusing a lot of my energy on this year. And, and I can parlay off of that too. Like for me, it's like very similar to what you're saying, but like valuing myself first, mm-hmm. I constantly notice how I'm in the middle of something and my knee, my like my basic needs are met. Like it might be my comfort or my emotional well-being in that moment, and I'm sacrificing it to do something. And the funny part is, I'm doing that thing to make myself feel better, right? So it's like either like an avoidance tactic of some kind or a strategy to achieve again. And of course, if I achieve, then that will make this feeling go away. I'll be more of something. I'll feel better about myself. Oh, good, a sale came in or a client came in. It's like, yay, you're good again, you know. And then like that doesn't come in and bye-bye to all that. So it's like, you know, the, the focus really is about um, personal well-being first, asking for my needs to be met first, um, serving from a cup that's full, not serving from empty cups or half-empty cups, um, and then really focusing on things like Elon talked about, which is uh, safety, well-being, ability to receive support, things that, that truly do make life more easy, effortless, and simple to live. And yet so many of us are are, dedicated, are unfortunately dedicated to making things hard and thinking that we don't deserve something until it's hard. And like time and time again over the last few years of, you know, like really focusing on this, like Elon and I have seen periods of time or moments in time where things are just really in flow for us and happening without really much effort on our part at all. And yet there's always that part that kicks in as like, can things really be this good? Can it really be this effortless? Can things really show up for me like that? And there's the, you know, the parts of you that doubt and that bring that struggle back in. So really just continuing towards creating more abundance, um, safety and well-being in our lives, more connection. I think I desire that at this point in my life, probably more than anything in the world is um, like working the parts that um, have been very dedicated to feeling isolated and alone in this world that show up over and over again and and make me believe that I have to do everything myself uh, or it won't get done. And I... um, I've definitely found a, a lot of evidence to provide me with evidence that that's really not true at all. So that's kind of the things I'm focusing on. Yeah, and, and just something to, to throw in there, because I know money is a big one for a lot of people. So I just want to offer this. Like, what if you took on this year, this decade, that money was a byproduct of the work that you're going to do on yourself internally? And what I mean by that is, like, we, we all have this delusion that if, if I had X amount of money, all these fears that I'm experiencing, all this unease around my health or my relationship, 
it will all somehow magically be fixed when I just have this amount of money in my bank account or this amount of money coming in. And I just want to offer that because we work with billionaires, 10-time millionaires. Like I've worked with a guy that's a billionaire. I can tell you that their struggle is the same thing that you're struggling with. You know, they have the same issues with their kids and the same issues with their wife, if not even more. They have bigger issues around operating their business. So it's like, if you think it's going to solve your problems, let me be the first to, to burst that bubble. It is not. It is a magnifier to whatever is already there for you at the moment. So if you, if you think like your stress levels now are X, and you think that you've got money that's going to go away? No, your stress levels are going to be even bigger because now the worry goes from, oh, I don't have it to like, holy shit, what if this all goes away? Right? And that, that creates even more stress and anxiety. So what if you created levels of abundance, right? Abundance of health, abundance of love and connection, abundance of well-being, abundance of peace, and that money came as a byproduct from you aligning frequency. So money that you are earning or receiving is from the frequency of creating more peace, creating more health, creating more well-being in your system instead of like, hey, I'm going to create all this money because ego tells me I need this money to feel better. And then I know what's going to happen. You will figure out ways to self-sabotage because your, you know, your program is going to hit the rev limiter and it's going to be like, this is too good to be true. This can't possibly last. And you will find ways to bury yourself so much farther down than you are even now. I also, could I just yeah. offer, like, you know, maybe the thing is then to just focus on, on abundance. Like, I just want to feel more abundance in my life and not really define what that looks like because your system is ready for and not ready for a certain level of abundance, right? Like, mm -hmm. you might, you, like, what you might be able to receive right now is abundance of relationships. What you might be able to receive right now is abundance of politics. Some of you guys are ready for abundance of wealth. But for some of you guys, if a lot of money came in really quick, it would frighten you. Yeah. It would distort you. It would do something. And so it's like that that there's no gift in that. And that's kind of what I was saying. It's like don't don't have an end goal in mind where you define every particular little thing because the mind is so limited in comparison to the greater field that you can connect to and you can, you know, like where inspiration and intuition comes from and a lot of these things that people love, like synchronicity and all those, you know, really good, beautiful things that come through. It's like God is bigger than you, so much yeah. bigger than you and bigger than any possibility you could possibly invent for yourself. So it's like you might even be going after a goal and creating it and you don't see all the limitations of it because you don't know what it feels like until you have $10 million in the bank. And then all these like limitations that were there that were really subtle suddenly are massively magnified and become a huge problem in your life. To the point where it's like depression and other things are, are happening and you're like, what the fuck is going on? I have all the things people say and now I feel worse than ever. That's a very scary place to be. So it's like if you just focus on the fundamental piece of it, right? Just like the safety, the well-being, without giving it all the oh, it's got to be money this year. Because then if it's money this year, then it's just achievement in comparison. It's like okay, well I got to make more than I made last year, or I'm not going to feel good. So now if I didn't achieve, I don't get love. If I don't get love, then I don't have well-being. If I'm all isolated, then honestly my my body's going to start feeling like I'm under threat. Instead of like you know what, I'm just going to focus every day on thinking that like being in abundance and then like noticing where in my body like things don't feel like they're connected to that right and then like focusing on those parts seeing what comes through giving them attention letting that energy move through and and really focusing on this expansion in like an incremental way um, uh, 
I think way too many of us are looking for the quick fix, the quantum leap. And those things genuinely do happen, but they happen like priming the pump, you know, like you'll dig a well and you'll get a little bit of water at a time, but suddenly it'll break through and you just have like a well of water and a well of resource. That's kind of how it is, right? Like quantum leaps happen on the strong foundation. People who experience quantum leaps on things that haven't done the incremental work, they haven't created the foundation, the foundation is weak, it cracks, it breaks, and then it's really fucking scary. And then you have a bigger problem than you had before because there's a lot more energy in a container that can't hold it. So it's like, so it's like focus on small things again, that make you feel good every day that can create a strong container so that your goals, by the way, aren't what happens a year from now. It's what happens five years from now, 50 years from now, hundred years from now, a thousand years from now. We, when we were talking to uh, Dr. John Demartini, he was talking about having like a thousand year goal, right? Like what's the legacy he's going to leave behind that people a thousand years from now talk about him. And if you look at kind of like what social media has done, eight seconds of attention, you know, governments and how they respond to things today. There's like no long-term vision whatsoever. Everything is like, what's happening now? Let's react to it as quickly as possible. And all of that, like the human reaction in that period of time, to me, for the most part, maybe with few exception, can only come from our, our basal self, meaning like our, our old ancient selves, like a lizard brain, which is all a fight or flight response. Yeah, exactly. where, where Elon was saying, like, I slow down now, you know, I take my time. I feel things through, I let it come in. This is the higher realm, the higher function, the higher frequency of the human capacity that we're all slowly building capacity to have more and more of to allow things to come through to actually slow down to let the things that you're creating catch up to you versus constantly moving and trying to create and trying to prove yourself and all these things that, again, so many people are doing. And if you look at the world, are not being effective at all in creating the things that people talk about every single day outside of their news feed on social media where everything looks like it's fucking hunk- hunky-dory, but that's because they never share about what's really going on in their lives. Yeah. And you just remind me of something, you know, a lot of the times when we're creating goals or we want to design something new, we're designing from our mind. And if we're designing from our mind, our mind, if you think, is it's like a Lego set, right? There's only a certain amount of things that you can build with those Lego pieces, and the mind only has access to what's in that particular box. So if you want to build a mansion, but you got the blocks to build a you know two bedroom apartment in here, that's all it's gonna build. Like it can only use the material that is already inside. In order to receive new materials, new information, play in a new box, that has to come from your heart. That's not gonna come from your mind. And that's why it's so important to have the heart in connection because the heart can provide the mind with additional tools and additional resources to go and build the life that you really, really want. So, and, and sometimes I will say this, like in order to build something new, the foundation of which you are standing on right now has to be dismantled. And for most of us, that's really, really scary. Whether that's, whether that dismantling is in a physical external realm world or internal realm world. For example, like one of the things that we offer is we have our masterclass. And we're doing um, one that starts in January to like get people kicked off this new decade and new year. And really, what we look at is like, what are all these structures that you have? What is your foundation made out of? Like, you inspect each brick by brick as you look at this. Like, what are the programs that have been producing the life that you have? Until you get clear on what is running in the background as your operating system and the hardware that you have, you have no access 
to receiving anything new. Because every time you want to experience something new, right? The mind goes and it has to eventually go inside and deal with something. But it's been trying to do that. And you've read books and the mind will go like, oh, that's a really good idea. But once it touches that nerve and it touches that thing that's a little, makes you uncomfortable or queasy or like makes you want to run away, the mind pulls you right out of it and you're right back to where you started with an aha, like, wow, that's great. Experientially, it's made no difference in life. So it really takes something of you to raise your hands and say, you know what? I'm worthy of investing my time, my money, my effort, my energy into discovering what makes me. And then from that place, like, is this piece here that makes me, is this something that I want to carry with me into the new decade? If it's not, great. Upgrade. Because otherwise you're going to be producing similar results to what you have been producing with with marginal shifts, you know, plus minus. Yeah, what came through for me to share is the intuition is the mind's informant. Like, it, it, like if you think about, you know, intuition or like waiting for, it's basically like I'm going to send out this like inquiry into the field. It's very timeless and boundless. It just can kind of like go everywhere. And it's like, I'm just going to hang out with a question and I'm going to wait for the answer to come. And again, if anybody's actually practiced this, you know, the answer is always kind of like bum and they change and they, you know, we'll, we'll bring in like a, like a lot of like new dynamic things. That's how like a lot of things are invented. And the mind and their head's very narrow. So if we just like think about a problem, we're sitting there, we're thinking, we're thinking, we're thinking. Usually not that much comes through other than like redigested or, you know, like we move around the puzzle pieces, but the picture doesn't change very much. So that's kind of like what I want to leave you guys with here is like really focusing more on the intuitive powers. Like the, the energy on the planet has changed a lot. There's a reason like this, like rapid awakening is happening. And if you want to participate in it, there, there is a movement, I believe, in, in more spiritually inclined pockets, you know, people who are like really doing the work. I'm letting you guys know we spend a lot of time with these people. These are like pure intuition beings. They rely very little on their mind. If in fact that you just like use the mind to create some language to help other people get get a clue as to how intuition works by kind of like pointing at things with language, the language just doesn't do the vastness of intuition, what we're calling intuition, um, justice. But there is certainly a way to live from this much higher place, and that's something that Elon and I are, are very very focused on, have been for many years, and continue to be, and are really finding like uh, all sorts of new levels and frequencies in terms of ourselves, in terms of the appreciation little things that I can I can for maybe the first time in my life say that really feel like aspects of me are finding resolution, becoming whole, and are not just being managed by my mind better, which has historically been the way that it has been for about, you know, a little less than fifteen years and then the last three, four years that, that has really shifted. Um, which is why kind of like we used to be huge proponents of writing everything down. Again, don't think that that's a bad idea just kind of, you know, not, not where we see ourselves going. We kind of let the expanse of the universe uh, show us what's next for ourselves. And that's been um, way more rewarding in the long run. So um, I'd love for you to share with people if, if they are wanting our help or direction in any way, shape, or form towards the end of the year, beginning of next. I know you've built out some amazing things. And for all you guys, if you don't know, now you know. We uh, actually hired someone to be a a concierge. So uh, her name is Nikki. She's absolutely 
fabulous. And what we're doing is we're going to have her offer you guys free little mini calls, 10, 15 minute sessions where you can kind of drop in with her and ask, you know, what, what could a possible next step be? Hey, I'm, I'm working on this. Like, could you guide me, direct me? And she's really going to be a liaison and, and concierge for you guys to get that information. So, so funny as I say that. And she <laughs> Lovely how the world works. So we offer a couple of ways where you guys can connect with us. The guy's going to share with you the link on how to do that. And on that page, you'll be able to either book a free session with our concierge, or if you want to do a more intimate VIP coaching session, do that with me as well. There is a cost associated with that. It's nominal. It's only $99. You can on the phone for about 30, 40 minutes, and I really like to deep dive with you. By the way, just we, we charge $2,000 an hour today to do that. So for 99 bucks, you can do it. It's a one-time thing that you can do. You can book those calls more than once, but want to give you guys those as a gift going into the new year. So, bro, where can they go and do that? Yeah, so depending on when you listen to this, right now we're building out a lot of things on the front end and back end, and we're creating it, um, redeveloping and auditing. But the easiest thing to do right now is go to satoriprime.com forward slash app. That's uh, forward slash APP. We'll give you a brief uh, overview of one of our introductory programs as well. doesn't necessarily mean that's where you'll land, but at least you'll know kind of uh, where a lot of our um, earlier clients end up. So again, forward slash APP, satoriprime.com forward slash APP, and it'll give you those two options. And yep, we uh, look forward to having conversations with you. Those of you guys who are interested, Nikki's amazing. So like Elon said, if you end up talking to our concierge, uh, once you guys have a conversation, she'll kind of let us know where you're at also. And if it's appropriate to have another conversation, then we'll uh, do it at that time. Yeah. And uh, I just love Christine's row because we were talking about the masterclass and Christine's Actually, in it now, she said, before the masterclass, my journey felt like dental work without Novocaine. <laughs> uh, and then said, I asked, you know, how's it been since? She said, I have the ability to extend time between input and activity. My inner being is at peace, and I'm not taking shit anymore where I would let situations push me around. Liberating. And then she said, do it, speak with Elon or God. Uh, yeah, look, how you start this year, how you start this decade, that energy, that frequency that you're going to align to is going to be a big predictor of how the rest of this year and decade go. So if you're going to go into this year with the same old story of I have no time, I have no money, you're going to get a lot more of that. If you're going to draw a line in the sand and create a new paradigm for you going forward, allow for that new frequency thing that the universe lines do, then you're going to have that. So choice is always ours, right? Like I think we all intuitively know in our heart, what would best serve us, and then the mind will come in and let us know that you know, we're stupid or scared or whatever it is. So, see if you can notice that, and see if you can choose this time from your heart. And however we can offer our support to you as you're going to the end of this year, beginning of next, throughout next year, please feel free and get a hold of us. Love you very, very much. Thank you as always for being part of this amazing, amazing community. If you got value from this and you feel like there's other people in your life that, that would, please feel free to share with them. And um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you in our community and our courses. So everybody, lots of love to you. Happy New Year and uh, happy holidays. Love you all. Love you all. Bye, guys.
I really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as we did delivering it. And as always, thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening. Now, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It is a quickly growing community with amazing souls and amazing support. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can absolutely guarantee that you will love that group. Also, as I mentioned earlier, if you head to satoriprime.com forward slash my Satori, you can grab that latest 90 minute mind expanding training for free. So go grab a notepad, a drink and buckle up for that one amazing ride. And until next time, have an amazing day, my friend. We look forward to personally connecting with as many of you as possible and seeing how Satori Prime can help you achieve your dreams today. Thank you.